Hello and welcome to All Things Travel. Disney's Hollywood Studios is quickly becoming a favorite park for many Walt Disney World guests. With newer additions like Toy Story Land and Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and also some other new attractions, you may not even know where to begin. As your travel advisor, part of our job is to guide you with the best tips, tricks, and must-dos to maximize your time at a park like Hollywood Studios. Today, Julie and I are going to talk about our personal must-dos when we go to Hollywood Studios, from the food to the shows and, of course, the attractions. Disney's Hollywood Studios is easily a must-visit park for my family. There's so many different types of attractions and entertainment at the park now that it's easy to find something for everyone in our group. I do strongly recommend that you work with a travel advisor if you're going to plan a day at this park, though, because there's a lot that you need to know to maximize your time. I agree with that. I think, you know, with all of the hoops and obstacles that Disney throws up, I think Hollywood Studios is the hardest because they have the most popular things. They're the smallest park. And it's just really hard. You really have to go in prioritizing what you want to do. Yeah, this is this is the one park that I always think you have to have a plan. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised when you say that, Julie, because with your little kiddos, is Hollywood Studios really a must do? Yes. Toy Story Land. Okay. Toy Story Land is a must do. So that's the thing, Ryan, when I say that it's really best to work with someone like us who has a lot of experience at the parks about whether or not it's worth it for your family. Mm -hmm. Because people think, oh, the rides there my kids can't do. But there is so much for the little kids to do. I, and, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with that. I'm just surprised that that's an all day park for you. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it is. We always go at the holiday. Oh, uh, okay. And when we're there at the holiday season, we have to go to Hollywood Studios because their Christmas decorations are my absolute. That's what I've favorite. heard. Yeah. It's very nostalgic. It it's very much a throwback to like the 50s kind of music. It's just really great. And I love the Sunshine Seasons greetings that they do up on the Tower of Terror. It's like a rotating projection Mm -hmm. show. I would go there during that trip just to see see the holiday decorations. So we don't always spend a whole day there, but we easily could spend a whole day there. Gotcha. All right. Well, let's get into the must-dos. But first, you want to plan a trip to an amazing destination, but you don't know how to get started? As your travel advisor, we work with you to create a customized itinerary for your vacation and take the stress of planning away so you can focus on the fun and creating memories. You can reach me at julie at creatingmagicvacations.com. Or you can reach me at ryan at creatingmagicvacations.com. All right, Julie, so let's start this conversation like we did with the others. Let's talk about that overall attraction that you think is a must-do at Hollywood Studios. So for me, the must-do at Hollywood Studios is Tower of Terror. Love it. And I know that might be a little bit of an unpopular opinion, but I I very much think it's the iconic attraction at Hollywood Studios. I think that the iconic attraction now is Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway because Mm -hmm. it's in the Chinese theater. It has Mickey and Minnie. I just think it feels like a fun ride. It doesn't necessarily make you feel like you're at Hollywood Studios, except for the queue of going through the theater. 
But right. I just love that ride so much. I just think that's an overall must do for anybody. Anybody's going to love that ride. I would agree. What I about- have that under my must do family attraction because it's for all ages. Okay. And that's what I think is great about that ride. Either way, either category you put it in, it's a must do. It is so fun. Absolutely. So for but, my, oh, but, but hold on one second. That ride, I don't know how you feel, Ryan. It is so loud. Hmm. Do you think so? I don't know. You don't. Okay. So you might not notice, but when you're in that ride, and I think that they changed this from when it was the great movie ride, yeah. it feels like there's a speaker in every single row. Yeah. My kids have to have their baby sure. bands earmuffs on see to go through that ride. It is so loud. So it's really great. It's a must-do, but just be aware of how loud it could be. So you talk about how loud and you're spinning around and everything like that. Remember when you used to have to do um, Rise of the Resistance virtual cues? I remember <laughs> getting that while I was on the ride, the time switched over to get the virtual queue, and I was on the ride. It was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. Oh, what a so memory. So for me, I have a two-way tie here with family attractions, and they're both a Toy Story. Toy Story oh. Midway Mania and Slinky yes. Dog Dash. I'm not sure you know better than I do whether those are actually appropriate for everybody from a size-wise, from an age-wise But I think those are two great family rides at Hollywood Studios. So I would say, so Toy Story Mania, yes, 100%, because it's all ages. It's so interactive for them, right? Even if they don't know how to play, you're playing and they're watching that. It just, the cue of it is is the most amazing. My Luca is, he's two right now. And when we went last December and it was kind of like his first experience that he was aware of things he was a little bit under two and his favorite movie was toy story and it's, it's still pretty much is yeah. his favorite movie and the look on his face just walking through the queue oh, yeah he was loving and he was so excited so even like you know the queue is such a big part of the ride sometimes at disney and i think that is a great example of it yep yep blinky i think the minimum might be 38 inches to get on it yeah it's it's a little stronger of the it is of the family roller coasters if you will even just looking at it is really cool right it's this yes. huge what Walt would almost call like a weenie right mm-hmm. like drawing you in to toy story land it's so cool that even if you're not going to ride it i still tell my clients you still have to go back and watch oh and absolutely. look at it and watch yeah. it come through just the theming in toy story land is is the family attraction totally agree what about nostalgia <laughs> i had some feelings on this one i was like does this really exist at this park because so much has changed yeah so i went a different route i was thought more about my must do that had been taken away I have little kids, so I thought about it from their eyes. And I thought about the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids playground. Okay. And that just seemed very iconic for me back in the day because I didn't know that there was still something there for nostalgia. I went to Hollywood Studios back when it was MGM Studios Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. I was in, I think, junior high-ish. That that seems about right. Um, Wow. So like 50 years ago or something? Yeah, 50 or 60 Mm -hmm. years ago, back in 1974. Um, and I thought back to what were the rides I remembered from that trip? And then what are the rides that I still enjoy there? And for me, I landed on Star Tours. 
Because is that the only one that's still there? I don't know if it's the only one that's still there, but it's one that I remember from that first okay. trip. And it's one I still love doing now as a Star Wars yeah. fan. So okay. I think that's a good nostalgia ride for MGM Studios, which is now Hollywood Studios. But I agree yeah. that park has gone through many, many phases and stages. It's hard to kind of have a nostalgia for these last couple that we're going to talk about, Hollywood Studios right. and Animal Kingdom. And but I don't I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing because no. like you said, I also went for the first time when it was MGM Studios and I still just loved it. I still feel like it has a very nostalgic feel. Yeah. Well, especially because you're talking about Sunset Boulevard, where the architecture yeah. is all that, you know, 1920s Hollywood. Yeah. I absolutely love that era of stuff. And it's just so cool to to see all that. The park itself is kind of nostalgic. Yes. Yes. A little bit, right? What do we think about shows, Ryan? What would you say is a must-do show at Hollywood Studios? Well, I say a must-do show is the Streetmosphere performers who are not oh, there right now. I, I absolutely love that. I remember one time. So you remember when you would take the Magical Express and there was that uh -huh. actor that would talk about the safety tips like he was dressed yeah. up like a bus driver, yes. right? Yes. Well, he was there one day as a Streetmosphere performer. Uh -huh. And my daughter was wearing a bright orange sweatshirt and he looked at her and she said, oh, the pylon auditions are over there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And it, just, it was one of those things where it just took us like by surprise, like that he was even. And it's just I love watching those people work. It's just so much fun. But I realize they're not there right now. So yeah. thinking of shows, I really like your pick that you'll talk about here in a second. But for me. It's the Indiana Jones show is a must yeah. do one because it's not only just an awesome show. It really ties into that whole movie making genre of Hollywood Studios. I think it's perfect. It's so much fun. It is fun. I do wish that they would consider updating it to a little bit. Maybe. No. OK. You don't want to update. I don't need it updated. No. OK. All right. I do wish that they would update it slightly. OK. But it is cool that it's basically the same thing I saw when I went to Hollywood yeah, Studios. Yeah, absolutely. Was like four. Absolutely. You know? And I still enjoy it. Nope. When all that fire goes and all of a sudden you're hot, like yeah, you're like, whoa, that's yeah. real fire. And the cool thing about that show is that they get audience participation, right? Yes. Don't they? Yes. That's still a thing there? Yes. Okay. I have it. I didn't go on my last trip, so I wasn't sure if it was still going on. I would say the must-do show that I always give to my clients is... For the first time in forever, a Frozen sing-along. And a lot of people are kind of like, ugh, I don't want to go to a Frozen show. But I'm telling you, you have to go because the banter between the cast oh, members so on the stage fun. is phenomenal. It it's classic, the show. It's the classic Disney thing of yeah. we're going to do the, the Frozen songs for the kids and we're going to do the comedy for the parents. And the they comedy do is such so good. a good job. Yeah, it's a really fun show. And also, like a lot of... Disney shows, one of the things I appreciate is it's air conditioned and yeah. it's dark and you can take a break while you're watching it. I thought you were going to say you can take a nap <laughs> and then you'll get woken up by some bubbles. We are going to move on to food and shopping. But first, Julie, I want to talk about where in the world is all things travel. So when I look back at the recent episodes, one of the places that came up that I hadn't seen in a while is Buffalo, New York. Have you been to Buffalo, Ooh. New York? 
I haven't, but I'd love to. I have driven through it when we lived in Vermont and we would drive back to Michigan to see family. We would often drive through Buffalo up through Canada. So I've driven through it, but I've never spent any time there. We did stop at the Niagara Falls on the Buffalo side one time. One of the places that I found when I looked at places to visit in Buffalo is the Buffalo and Erie County Naval and Military Park. It's the largest inland naval park in the country, located on Buffalo's waterfront. This unique family destination features four decommissioned naval vessels that served in a variety of military conflicts. They have different exhibits about making the ships, about the ships. They obviously have have a memorial garden. They have a maritime simulator. It just seemed like kind of a cool place to visit. And then I know from looking at other stuff in Buffalo, they've really built up their waterfront. So they've got kind of that waterfront walkway boardwalk area with restaurants and shops and all that kind of stuff. I think that'd be a great place to uh, meet up with our listener from Buffalo. Yes. And I think maybe we could find some friends that we know in Buffalo. We do have some friends in Buffalo. That's for sure. So, hey, Buffalo listener, reach out to us. You can do that via email or on the Facebook group. We would love to hear from you and send you a nice little gift for being featured on the show today. Okay, so as we did with our other parks that we went through with our must-dos, let's talk about the food in Hollywood Studios, which isn't really the strong point of Hollywood Studios. I feel like there's good options in each of these categories, but not a variety of options. Like you have to kind of go with what the heavy hitters are and past that, there's not a lot, Mm -hmm. at least my experience. I've had clients go to all of these places and enjoy them, but there's certainly some must-dos on my list. What about snacks, Julie? I'm going to go tell everyone to get a Wookiee cookie at the Backlot Express. Those are good. It tastes like an oatmeal cream pie, but it's super cute and decorated like Chewbacca. So I'm going to keep the cookie theme going and I'm going to get a Jack Jack's Num Num cookie over in the kind of as you go into Toy Story land before you before you turn into there. They kind of used to have that Incredibles alleyway and that cookie is phenomenal. It's an ooey gooey kind of hard on the outside, soft on the inside chocolate chip cookie square. It's so dang good. Now, is it big enough to split? Sure. Do you guys? But do you split I've it? I've done it both ways. <laughs> when I'm with my family, I split it. And when I'm not, I may not. <laughs> Ryan's like, I'm not opposed to not splitting it. <laughs> it's really, really good. And in fact, Miriam, my daughter, has found a copycat num num cookie recipe that she makes no. at home every once in a while. It's really good. It's really good. Awesome. I'll have to try it next time. I haven't gotten it yet. Yep. Because I wasn't 100% sure where to find it. Yeah, so there you go. Told me. So this this next one that I'm going to mention is our must-do for quick service. And this is really like my favorite place to eat there. And it's Woody's Lunchbox. Okay. Again, it's, you know, it's in Toy Story Land. I love the theming. I really loved the menu at Woody's Lunchbox. They have a good menu. came out. It's changed a little bit. They've removed some. They've added some. But the tachos are still on there, which, you know, if anyone doesn't know what tachos are, they're basically tater tots. Loaded or tater tots. Yeah. What is Disney called tater tots? Potato puffs or potato, potato barrels. barrels. Yeah. Potato barrels. Go. Talked with chili and cheese and oh, it's just and they have so the homemade Pop Tarts. Yeah. The homemade Pop Tarts. 
Have you ever had breakfast there, Ryan? I, I think I had the breakfast tachos. That sounds like me. Yeah, it's like a breakfast bowl kind yeah. of thing, right? Yeah. yeah. And so that's what I really like about it is that you could also get breakfast, which it, it, sometimes it's hard to find breakfast inside the parks at a quick service. Right. So I do like that they offer that option. What I like what at Woody's you? Lunchbox, because it's so dang hot and sunny back at Toy Story Land, they have this amazing adults lemonade. That is Ooh. so good. You have to get it. That I it, it's kind of it's got a berry flavor or maybe pomegranate. It's really really good. The, the hard thing about Woody's lunchbox is finding a table in the shade. I would agree with you. I do feel like the last time I went, it was much easier to find a table. I think Disney is kind of trying yeah. to imp- um, be a little bit more guarded about who sits at tables and make kind of making sure they have food with them. Yeah. To 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 combat that a little bit. But I do think it, it has gotten a little bit better since it first opened. I would uh, say the quick service place that we go to most often is Backlot mm-hmm. Express. Because I yes. just think it's a solid choice. You get your sandwiches, you get your fries, you get your soda. And they have tons of seating, tons of seating in the shade. Yes. It's a good place to relax. I often get the Cuban sandwich. It's not the best Cuban sandwich I've ever had, but it's a good. it's a different option that you can't find yeah. everywhere. So that's what I will often get there. And you can get your Wookiee cookie that that Julie talked about. So I I think it's a solid choice for quick service. I will put in an honorable mention for my favorite snack slash sandwich. And that's at Ronto Roasters in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I would say every single time I go, that's my morning snack. Ride a couple rides, get some stuff done, and then go get a breakfast Ronto wrap. It is amazingly good. Oh, I love it. So I haven't had the breakfast one. I've oh, only had yeah. the lunch. I think I've had the lunch one once and all the other times. Because we always kind of hit it yeah, second. Early in the morning. Yeah. Like we always kind of, we tend to go to either Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway or Slinky Dog Dash first. And then hit Galaxy's Edge and do one of the rides. And then by that time, it's kind of time for a snack. Yeah. Ryan needs a snack by then. Ryan will get hangry. Yes. <laughs> You've been around me gotta, in person enough to know that that's... I've got to try that on my next show because I've heard really good things about it. And I did I did very much enjoy the lunch yeah. dinner version of the Ronto Wrap. But I think there's a specific person. Like, if you don't like sausage, that's the only thing that's served there, really. Right? So my daughter's a vegetarian and they do have... She's gotten, like, overnight oatmeal there with oh, fruit. okay. Wow. So it's not a Ronto roast perhaps maybe they do have a vegetarian ronto yeah, wrap i didn't know they but, had anything. but i know she she gets tired of kind of the fake meat she opted for the overnight oats and that looked really good so this is where i really struggle is the table service because i feel like a lot of the table service in hollywood studios can be hit or miss it can be yes i am going to say that if you're going to do a table service in hollywood studios as of today my must do is the brown derby why is that it's just very iconic Okay. To me, it's the theme of Hollywood Studios. It very much is the theme. It's kind of the gateway to Sunset Boulevard with that yes. old time Hollywood theming. Yes. Now, so, typically the barrier is that it's a signature restaurant, so it is a little bit more expensive. But it's very easy to find things on the menu that are on the lower end. I split this into two. If I'm going with adults, I'm okay. going to go to the lounge at the Hollywood Brown Derby, which yes. is the outside okay. lounge on the side. Because mm-hmm. you can join the wait list on your app. Mm-hmm. The menu is the same. They have really good drink flights and drinks. I think it's a great place for adults. And my older kids would like it too. 
But as a family, mm-hmm. I would say that 50s primetime diner is my table service choice because the atmosphere is great. It's 100% comfort. And it's just a fun place to eat because they do the whole kind of dinner and a show thing with how the waiters and waitresses interact with you. And I'm hoping that if we were to re-record this episode, not that we will, but in a year from now, I would be saying your must do is Woody's Roundup Barbecue. I just haven't been yet. That's true. I forgot all about that restaurant. Yes, I need to try that. It's on my list for my December trip, and I'm really excited. It was actually on my list for my December trip last year, and the opening just got pushed yeah, back right. so far. I've uh, heard so I'm great, really excited. I've heard great things about it, and I have I even, just, I've even booked yeah. it for folks, but I just yeah. have, I've never experienced it myself. I just think the theming is going to be yeah. very cool. Okay, so shopping. Hollywood Studios and shopping. What do you think, Ryan? Where do you have to go when you're there? I like doing the shops along Sunset Boulevard because I like that movie stuff. So they have a whole shop dedicated to Star Wars. They have a whole shop dedicated to Pixar. I think you can find some really interesting things there that you can't find in other Disney stores. I agree. I think that's really the strength of shopping at Hollywood Studios. I think so, too. I think you do find a lot of things in those shops that you don't see in every other park. But I would say my husband is the one who enjoys the shopping at Hollywood Studios more than I do. So if you have a Star Wars fan in your family, your must-do shopping is anywhere in Galaxy's Edge because the things you find there are so unique. Absolutely. And I don't even really know what I'm looking at when I'm in those (laughs) shops. But they think it's really cool. If you're a Star Wars fan, your must-do shopping spot is anywhere in Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. And I will say, too... There's more Marvel merchandise at Hollywood Studios than there is at other places yeah, at Walt Disney for sure. World. What's a secret tip that you have for Hollywood Studios, Julie? Okay, I've noticed this before, and I know there's a name for it, and I just can't think of it. But when you leave Hollywood Studios, there tends to be characters that make kind of like a surprise appearance. They're not on the app. You don't know they're coming. But when you leave the park, look to your left as you're exiting, and there's typically a couple characters greeting right there. Very cool. I think for me, a secret tip is not necessarily a secret tip, but I don't forget about. You talked about Star Wars fans. Mm -hmm. Don't forget about the launch bay. That has kind of gone by the wayside because everything has been pushed to Galaxy's Edge. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. the launch bay is still there and it's still open and you can still see some really good props from Star Wars. You can meet characters at launch bay especially if you have a disney visa card there's some opportunities there do not forget about that launch bay area if you are a star wars fan the the disney visa spot there is very cool okay so if you have any must-do items that we may have missed at hollywood studios please head over to our facebook page for all things travel and let us know one of the best parts about visiting walt disney world is that no two vacations are ever the same and there's truly something for everyone at each park Stay tuned for our next few episodes as we finish making our way around Walt Disney World with our must-dos at Disney's Animal Kingdom and Disney Springs. You want to plan a trip to an amazing destination, but don't know how to get started. As your travel advisor, we work with you to create a customized itinerary for your vacation and take the stress of planning away so that you can focus on the fun and creating memories. You can reach out to me at ryan at creatingmagicvacations.com. You can reach me at julie at creatingmagicvacations.com. We look forward to talking to you next week on All Things Travel.
So apparently I'm supposed to talk about Epcot now. What? Just a short Skyliner ride away from Hollywood Studios. (laughs) 